0: All
1: right, guys. Welcome back to episode <laughs> 27. Um, everyone else is at Bible camp um, besides us, so mm-hmm. we're we're here to talk to you guys. Um, I decided to help Chris Henderson downstairs at XGT, and it was pretty embarrassing because he tri- uh, he was like, "Oh, Luke, uh, say the uh, chapters or the books of the Bible in order." And I was like, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. I was like, Yeah, I knew I used to know these. I I don't know these anymore in order. <laughs> Wait,
2: <Revolutionary. laughs>
1: It was it was rough. So <laughs> I think I think we should all Kids. challenge.
0: If you started, if you if I did the New Testament, I could probably do it. Old Testament, Let's hear it. Not so much. Go. You said you could do it.
1: Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Mark, Mark Luke, Luke, John. John. He's doing this for himself.
0: Acts, <laughs> Romans. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Is it Ephesians next? I oh, don't know. May? Galatians, I don't think so. I think it's Is Galatians it and Ephesians, Ephesians, but I also think like Corinthians. Okay, 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 all, all of Ephesians the Paul books
0: know. are now like <laughs> the. E- hey, you the the e- got the I gospel. Know. That's I all that matters. I know Hebrews.
3: Here's are what I'm saying. Next. What's the practical use of memorizing them in order? And that's what
1: I was thinking in the back of my head. I'm like,
2: well, I guess <laughs> what's the point? <laughs>
1: I can just click alphabetical in my Bible app if I want to. But
2: uh, Christian trivia. That's my answer. I think
1: yeah. I'm just going to learn it just so I don't look stupid in front of little kids again. So. Um,
0: okay, quiz me one more time. <laughs>
2: have the book open? No,
1: know. but another thing I realized too, like I was, I was watching a video on the Bible, and apparently, like the Old Hebrew Bible didn't have chapters or numbers. Like it was just one. There was no periods either. It was just well, that's one. That's just to navigate. Well, yeah, because it was like
3: words, and it, it, they weren't like I'm gonna now write the book of numbers. <laughs> no, they were just recording stuff. And yeah, they just wrote it down. They didn't yeah. organize it. So like verses. Are new too. Like with the only mm-hmm. reason verses are in there is because you can't be like, all right, it's like mm, the thirty seventh paragraph <laughs> into the Bible. <laughs> yeah. So instead they. So that verses. was kind of crazy to me because I uh, we have the Bible like
1: this is the Bible is the word of God this is how it's always been but like they didn't used to have chapters and stuff so that was interesting yeah but um mm-hmm. Kyle what were you gonna
3: teach us today I was gonna what? teach us. You guys, I already know everything. Uh, (laughs) What's your wisdom, Jesus? No, actually, I was reading... um, I spent a lot of time this week in the Prodigal Son passage. Oh, nice. um, Which actually is super relevant to what Wolfgang was talking about before about identity, um, your identity as a Christian. And, you know, we don't have time for me to do a full breakdown of the whole passage, but essentially... I think everybody should take some time and just meditate on that passage. It's incredible. I think a lot of times when people talk about the prodigal son, they're like, like, where's your heart? Are you the first brother or the second brother? (laughs) Um, but the truth is we're both. And what's more important than that is how God responds. Um, how the father in the story responds to each of the sons. If you look at the son who squandered all of his living, um, when he comes back, the father's already looking for him. He sees him from a long way off, and he's so overjoyed at his return. And, he and runs out. yeah, he runs out, and he doesn't even let his son finish what he's about to say because he's like, "Let's have a party!" Um, and he then doesn't the, care what his son did. Yeah, he's just, yeah, like, he's just yeah. so happy that he's back. And then, and th- that's the same as like the father's love for us, right? Like he doesn't care; he is looking for you. And and the same thing goes so, like every day when you're like, Oh, I should pray or I should read my Bible or excuse me. Um, you know, like I should, 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 when you come back to God and spend time with him, he's looking for you and he's waiting for you. Um, but you still have to
1: go seek him. Like the sun came back. It wasn't like God went out to a sinful city and got him. You have to decide and be like, yeah, I want to go back to God, and He'll bring you open, like He'll welcome you with open arms. But you still gotta make that decision.
0: Yeah, I've in the past couple of days, especially, well, past couple of weeks actually. I'll be sitting there, and I'll be so tired. Whether it be I come back from work, or I've just been doing stuff all day, and I'll be like sitting there, and I I'm like I shouldn't, or I should read my Bible, but I'm really really tired. And then I I think to myself, or at least I did a couple of days ago, and this has helped me a lot. It's like if I was having a hard time and Jesus was tired, would he still want to come or would he still come and see me? Would he still come and help me? Because that's something that I'd feel as if my relationship is kind of like a bond that needs to be started with you because God will always be pushing onto you. But in order to start the, two person connection you need to say yes to it mm-hmm. and so and that can always disconnect because the second that you're not worshiping god you kind of disconnect from him i've heard the analogy a lot like a phone charger with a phone you're like the phone and god's yeah, yeah. like the charger and when you get unplugged you only have so long until you need to go back to that charger and refill yourself mm-hmm. and so that's what i've been trying to use as kind of fuel to keep myself reading every night and keep myself worshiping every night that's cool
1: what book are you reading
0: uh
3: romans right now nice yeah Nice, nice. All
1: right, Kyle, continue.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Th- well, this is what really hit me. Because um, I was I was reading this book on prayer. It's called Moving Mountains by John Eldridge. And if you haven't read anything by John Eldridge, you should, because he's the man. Um, a lot of – he kind of just breaks open the spiritual realm and takes your Christianity to a deeper level spiritually.
1: We should make a section called uh, Kyle's – Book reviews, yeah. Like my <laughs> my episode. shameless plugs. Like every episode, I am like, if you
3: haven't checked this out, I am just giving like this is free knowledge. You I'm should pay for this. Walking, this should be a course, actually. Yeah, I am a walking advertisement. Put it on Patreon. Um, but on the flip side of that story, you have the other brother who's been there, and um, he gets upset. He's like, they're throwing a party for my idiot brother, and. Um, the father calls him back into the house and he refuses to go. And you have this brother who's got a horrible attitude and the father goes to him even when he has a crappy attitude. And to me, I was like, wow, that's us a lot. And what's the biggest thing that I took out of this is he's like, complaining to his dad. He's like, you know, you never gave me a goat and your other son's an idiot and blah, blah, blah. And the father responds and he's like, son, you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. And we as Christians do not take hold of that truth. That as sons and daughters of the father, our God, we are always with him. And we, everything that he has is ours. And that is our inheritance. And we do not take hold of that. And so I've been wrestling with that a lot this week. I'm like, God, how do I step into that inheritance? And how do I live not like that brother, but living in full communion with the father, even when I'm not living a prodigal lifestyle and you're waiting for me to come back. But when I am like, God, I'm with you. How do I take that step further and be like, I am with the father and everything he has is mine. How do I take hold of that?
0: I think that's a hard thing to do, especially because many, many times Christians don't feel deserving of it as they shouldn't. Many times we, we're not perfect. We don't do the things that God wants us to do every day. So we feel as if we shouldn't inherit a lot of the things that we Mm -hmm. do,
1: but luckily God's grace, God's mercy. I think that's what, I think that's what stops us from sharing it a lot too, because we're like, we're not even good enough. Why should we share? And to, to a, Degree, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, like, we have a question here of like, Zuba Gaming is like, how do I make a non believer a Christian? And it's, it's, <clears throat> we talked about this in the last episode with Rick, but you're not going to be like, you're not the thing that brings them to Jesus. Jesus mm-hmm. does that. Your job is just to be sharing the, f- like, you can share the gospel with them, yeah, but you just, just be a loving person, like, listen to what they're saying, and God will do the rest. That's all you have to do. It's not on you to, let's say, convert. Um, it's on you like to change their heart. That's God's job. Um, So there's a lot of peace onto it. It
0: matters, especially from person to person is what I've seen. Um, especially in terms of like some people, you just got to say it to them and you got to lay it on to them, especially people who might be varying or like going away from Jesus or maybe they've heard about it. His, their family is with it, but they're not so much. Um, and then other people, they may have never heard of it before, and they might be a little bit hostile towards it. So that's the one where you kind of need to like lay it on more calmly and mm-hmm. accepting, and they'll be more accepting of you. Um, however, yeah, I agree with you um, in the terms of uh, why did my mind just go blank?
1: Well, a big misconception I've had too about sharing the gospel and Jesus is like I always thought it was about facts. Facts is what changes people's hearts. Oh, yeah. Like this is. Obviously, what's true because the facts point to it. But it, that's not what it is. It's more of like it's a heart thing. Obviously, that's kind of what we're talking about. And it's like in their heart. It's not. I remember really, what I was going to say. Yeah.
0: Um. So another way before you even say a word about Jesus is to act as if like act as a loving person, act as a caring person and show yourself as someone who is a Christ follower and has those values. Because a lot of the times I, w- I won't take a Christian seriously or I wouldn't back when I was an atheist, I wouldn't take a Christian seriously if I knew the things they did when they weren't at church. Yeah, Many of them were drinking and smoking, and I was like, what are you even following? Because one thing that I hate more than a lot of different things, <laughs> like like sins and whatnot, is hypocrisy. Because if you can't even stick to what you're saying, I have more respect for the person who I disagree with more that actually follows what they say than the person
1: that, that um, I agree with but they don't follow it. And I think that's the goes back to the prodigal son that son was so mad because like that other son was so selfish and just like let's do whatever i want and left and he's like i did everything right how is that fair um
3: true okay. and, and the truth is though, like we're all <laughs> hypocrites at some point yeah, yeah. you know and I, I agree like um were we just talking about the, yeah actually it's one of the other questions um which we'll get into cuz i think there's a lot more to say in it but it is super frustrating when, um, like you see on, you know, Instagram or on the news, um, people like doing things in the name of God or in the name of Christianity. And you're like, you're ruining it for us mm-hmm. because you are doing something that is like contrary to the Bible. Um, and that is super, super frustrating. And that's where grace comes in. But, uh, you know, again, in our society with national news coverage and everything, it, makes things a little bit worse. But yeah. um, I agree. It's living that lifestyle first. People will then be like, why do you do what you do? And you're like, Jesus yeah, um, well, and then it can allow the Holy Spirit to work.
0: Especially mm-hmm. if they have a large platform, that's something that's really annoying. Is because then if they say something that's against the Bible, many people just blindly follow a lot of
1: influencers and other people. Who oh yeah, especially be like Christian. big pop stars or something that turn to Christianity and they're still kind of confused. But yeah. they share. Kanye <laughs> <laughs> to say Justin something Bieber. like, "Bro, that's that's yeah. a little bit." Of a gray area, or like exactly, that's not and especially true.
0: that's why it's so important to know the word because if you don't know the word, you're not going to know the truth, and if you don't know the truth, you're not even going to know what you need to follow.
1: So, that falls back into the question like, I think he's asking that question because he's like, How do I make a non believer a Christian, and like, how, what steps I have to take, or like, what knowledge do I have? Mm-hmm. So, don't share your faith to like an atheist scientist, maybe without knowing the facts because you know he's going to want those facts for his side of the thing. But if you're talking to I don't know, your brother or your sister that knows who you are, just act like
3: be nice to them. And that's going to that's gonna change them more than facts would. Well, one thing I want to say with that is like God can fix all of our screw-ups. Mm-hmm. And so if you share the Bible out of sincerity and you're like trying to tell somebody about Jesus and you screw up royally, like if you go to an atheist and you're like, God is real. And they're like, well, what about evolution? And you're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> evolution's true too. And then he's like, well, you're an idiot. And you're like, but I believe in Jesus. <laughs> like God can fix that. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid. Like just telling people like I th- the most powerful thing you can tell somebody is your own testimony. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not cause no one can refute that. Well, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that it's also like, it's more spiritual right instead of just like spouting out facts and um you know don't ever tell anybody just like well my parents were christian and then i became a christian so you should be a christian really cool (laughs) like no like why do you believe that and how did it change your life yeah
0: yeah, and when it comes to hostile people, <coughs> I read this yesterday actually, but it's a, it's a Romans 12:20, which is but if your enemy is hungry, feed him, and if he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in doing so you will heap burning coals on his head, which basically means kill him with kindness. And that's that's how you're going to get more hostile people. You just have to be be a good Christian. Be as close as per- to perfect as you possibly. Can. <laughs> We're not going to always get there, but as long as you can try to hit the Hit the nail on the head uh, as many times as you as you physically can, then um, you're gonna help even the most hostile people come to Jesus.
1: I want to hear Matthew's opinion on this because yeah. well, one, he hasn't talked, I, and second, I've let's just hear I've, I've, I've <laughs> been listening. <laughs> the wise doesn't speak; he just listens. It's true.
2: Um, uh, you guys all made very good points, <laughs> but I think another key part of sharing the gospel with someone is to. Have is to get them to trust you mm. because without any, without their trust with you, they're just like, it's like what, is, what is this? You know, can I believe what this guy's talking to me about? Because they haven't read the Bible. I mean, yeah. maybe they heard of the name of Jesus, but they've never read the Bible before. So, especially, you know, sharing it with my friends, it's like when you have that, that trust, you can. I feel like you can get you can get deeper in those conversations in a way, and you can and you can have that person open up more to their own testimony and what's going on in their life.
0: Yeah, that's a great good point. Well, I was writing about this yesterday, actually, <coughs> in which um, I was talking about like two parts of Christianity that really kind of make it appealing to people. One and two makes it makes us like bear together and be strong. So the first thing is sharing the word, which is getting to know somebody on a personal level and allowing them to kind of be trust or you to be trustworthy with them and so that way you can share the news with them after they trust you because i mean walking on the street and holding a megaphone saying jesus is real and all that it I mean
1: it might help some people but barely i mean i don't i mean if i see that it gives me encouragement so well maybe well, don't you don't <laughs> but it doesn't help maybe non-believers but is, non-believers
0: it's never going to help with. like yeah. for instance when matthew brought me to christ i he he never just immediately met me i was like He was like, he got to know me. He got to know me personally. And then when I said that I had a problem, he gave me the solution and I took it. And Matthew didn't make me a Christian, but he definitely introduced it to me. And the other part, I believe, um, is banding together as a community and standing up for what we believe. And I think that's the main thing that we're lacking right now. So we're not having a backbone in the Christian society, um, and I like think just kind of backing
1: each other up, or like
0: well that and like standing up for our beliefs. I think a lot of people, in order to become more one relatable and two more accepting, they've started to just allow sinful things into the church, mm-hmm. and I think it's corrupted a lot of the churches, especially in America. That's yeah. why.
1: So we were ta- we were on with Jim Taron, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's really cool. Like I went to Eagle with him because I'll, I'll kind of give the backstory of this. So he runs a Christian school called cornerstone Mm -hmm. and they've pretty much gotten a ton of like they're they're, they said we're not gonna wear masks or it's up to the parents to decide if they want the kids to have wear masks it was the parent's choice in the newspaper on uh,
0: yeah he's been all over the place
1: he's been on like he might be in joe rogan's podcast and all this stuff so um anyways so they did that and then the county's just like trying to shut him down as hard as they can Mm -hmm. and so that's the cool part though is like He's just standing firm in what he believes, and he's not, like, wavering at all. And I feel like once you do that, it makes you, first off, seem like not a hypocrite at all. Like, Mm. you stand for what you believe. You really believe what you're saying. Mm. And second off, it's like he's reaching so many more people now with a message than he would have before if he didn't stand for that. It's like Mm. if you waver and be like, okay, yeah, mask, whatever, that's fine. But the problem is it's not just the mask. Like, once you accept the mask, it just goes further and further on what you have to do. But that's, yeah, just, like, standing for what you believe— even though if like literally all the odds are against you, if hundreds of thousands or like thousands of dollars of fines are thrown against you or like jail time, you just don't care. Yeah. That's what really shows that you believe into something. So,
3: well, I agree completely with mm-hmm. that. And I think that God is doing, um, he's, he's kind of weeding out the non, the weak. Yeah. The the <laughs> non-believing <laughs> Christians, like the people who are like, yeah, I'm a Christian I, I go to church. I don't just agree for the feel with good. this one part. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, you know, if you, I really think he's separating the, the true believers, and I, I think it's in preparation for, um, honestly, for like What's his return. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's going to be, like my parents always said this, but I'm I'm that guy who's like, you will not die. Like you will see Jesus come back. Um, but I really do think that. God is doing a separation right now currently, and that is why we're seeing some people who are like, "We are gonna stand up for the truth, and other people who are like, "We believe in progressive Christianity <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I think that segue's good to the next point we have here, yeah, we'll so, bring
0: that up well i was I was scrolling through Instagram a couple of months ago. I follow a couple of of hashtags <laughs> um a lot of them hashtag christian hashtag jesus all that because you know
1: you love Jesus and that's what I like that's what yeah, good little Christians do I like they, Jesus they watch Instagram and hashtag #jesus videos there was
0: this trend a couple of months ago where it would be like red flags um, and it would give you like a quote or a sentence and saying that's a red flag and the quote that said that is stated was my black identi- or sorry my christian identity matters more than my black identity this was a bad thing according to this person to say this which <clears throat> to all of us would be absurd. Yeah. Because Christianity comes before everything. When I was an atheist, I was big into politics. Okay. And I would see a lot of the time people would say Christian, conservative, Republican in that order. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, why are they putting Christian in front of conservative? Because I, I didn't <laughs> you were know confused. any better. And I realized that the values that come from God are absolute and you can't ever argue with them and I, I forget I think it's in Romans but it says like the the Jew first and then the Greek Jesus came for all basically mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter your race and that's the main thing that I was trying to get at um it says although we're individuals Romans twelve five says although we're individuals we are all one in Christ I've seen mm-hmm. it many times where people say like Christianity is a white man's religion
1: which doesn't make any sense to well me. I think the pe- reason people say that because like Back in the day when, like, all the British, like, pretty much took over the entire world, they kind of, like, obviously had their religion and they were all white and yeah. they kind of spread over the world that way, which is maybe where that comes from. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, well... But the thing is, is that, first of all, although I don't care about this fact, and if you do care about this fact, I don't think you're a real Christian. <laughs> Jesus was not white. I hear that all the time with, like, progressive Christians and things like that. Jesus was black. Je- who cares? The guy saved the entire world, and you're worried about what his skin color is? Nobody cares about that. Yeah. Hey, Wolf fa- King,
2: I know you're already a little flustered from that. <laughs> People also think Jesus was a bisexual. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to leave that for something else. I'm not going to. But the fact is is that Jesus wasn't white. And I've seen it to where many black churches, let's say, those are the ones that you want to go to. Those are the exciting ones. Those are the ones where people are happy and excited about God. They're not sitting there with one boring old Catholic man like, and the Lord said to him. No, it's not like that. People are sitting there. They're throwing their hands up, yelling, amen, every time they hear something nice. It's great. I love black churches. (laughs) And I was on the plane actually, or when I was flying to Florida last time, and I was reading my Bible. I was in Joshua, and I was reading through it. I just started because I wanted to start reading uh, Joshua, and then I was reading in the dark because I don't like uh, I don't like annoying other people by turning on on the light. Yeah, so all of a sudden the flight attendants big black woman, really nice, <laughs> turns on the light and she goes, And the Lord said, Let there be light <laughs> <laughs> And I was highlighting Joshua one nine at that point. She goes, What's what are you reading? Joshua oh I love Joshua one nine. She goes Oh, that was my first verse that uh, my baby ever memorized. <laughs> and I was like, and I was highlighting it at the time. It was it was a great experience. That's awesome. But I just want to say that race does not matter in Christianity. And it never will because we are one community, one body in Christ. We all love each other. And it will never matter what it is that you might say makes us different. It doesn't. Amen.
3: Amen. <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs>
1: Woo. Should we get into some Q&A?
2: Q and A. <laughs> you hit the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> it's all right, all right. That was great. All right,
1: all right, guys. First question we got. This is going to be long, but I'd like to get this answered, please. <laughs> what do you do when you completely doubted God's existence and walked away from Him, and don't know where you want? If you <clears throat> don't know what you believe anymore, I don't want to try to act like I'm Christian if I don't believe it with all my heart.
2: So I don't really have a place to speak from here. I don't know if any of us do.
0: Uh I guess Wolfgang out of I put it to you this way. When I was an atheist, I thought I was real smart. <laughs> I thought I was smarter than every single Christian there ever was. <laughs> I was like, I know everything about this and I there's no way you could ever convince me out of it. And a lot of the things that happen whenever my ideas are challenged is that I uh I research it and that's what ended up I mean you say facts don't bring people to Christianity but it well, depends people, on the yeah. person yeah I I started researching it more and I realized just how not so smart I was <laughs> um but yeah, a lot of the times, you just have to reassure yourself. I've been asking God over the past month, or a couple of months to give me more trials because it seems that every single time I have a challenge in my life, my faith grows stronger. And so, I might t- tell you to do the same. Maybe it doesn't work like that. But I feel like when my faith is weakest is when my life is easiest. And I don't know if that's the same for you guys, but that happens a lot in my life. And I like being challenged. I like people walking up to me and saying, hey, why do you believe this? Because I don't. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something that we as christians need to have done to us more in order to
1: strengthen our faith that's i thought i've had the kind of same experience like i need to be more bold in telling people things so i get more of those experiences and like i want to be persecuted at this point because <laughs> i've realized it's like it's kind of fun in a way too because you know you're doing the right thing and it's like yeah i can talk to people about jesus this way because they're asking about it and they're curious about it so yeah, Romans
0: like, Romans 12 um, I forget which verse exactly Romans 12:14 said bless those who are persecute or who persecute you and bless and do not curse which I mean I took as like wow these people are actually helping me in my faith. So what I'd say to you <clears throat> is that to help all of us go and challenge a Christian if you're doubting it be, go to your local pastor and say hey why do you believe what you believe and he'll tell you he'll tell you his testimony, he'll tell you his faith and that might inspire you to get back on fire with Mm -hmm. God and it might help you and it might help him as well.
1: So I guess, I think just, yeah, asking people and then just read the word for yourself too and so you can gain more questions because I feel like a lot of people, they don't even, they they don't believe in God but they don't have any questions about it either. Mm -hmm. So go find some questions. So like research the Bible and try to find the hardest questions you can and ask those to Christians.
0: Well, uh, one Um, thing that many Christians have told me not to do um, is when I say question everything, and at one point I even questioned God, but that was when I was just starting out. Now I, it's hard to it's hard to ever question God because I know I know the truth well, at least most of it, and uh, and I know what he what he does and why he does it, and so I don't have to question him anymore. But when I started out, God, I don't think God gets offended when a new Christian or an atheist questions him. Mm-hmm. I think he is used to that. I think he understands that maybe they're not going to have faith without – because, you know, I said in the beginning, like, the two person connection. God's trying to make that connection. And when they go back, they say, okay, maybe I'll try it. Then God then pushes forward and gives them the faith. That's what happened with me at least. Cause mm-hmm. I, I asked God, I said, Hey, give me a couple of signs. Let's say that, that you want me to do this. And then something specific would happen. I'd be like, I know that's from God. I wasn't saying, God, give me a sign. You're real. I've had that happen in the past where people have been like, you're not supposed to test the Lord. <laughs> um, but no, that's not what I did. I said, if you want me to do this, like, basically, open the door for yeah, it. Yeah. Open the door for it, and he'll do that. And so, yeah, ask God for things because ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. Open the door, so can, or sorry, knock find. on the door, and it'll show and be. Well, and,
3: and God, like your salvation is more important to God than like Him saving face. So, like, if Than Him what? Him saving face, like looking good, right? Oh, so yeah. if if you're like God, show me that you're real. Like God is. He wants to. He wants you to know he's real. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so look, he's look at the book like,
1: where Elijah is like Jezebel's, <clears throat> or like he's pretty much testing Baal, Um, the God, like all the prophets, a yeah. ball, and they're all like, "There's, there was like I think eight hundred of them trying to make fire come down from heaven." So they pretty much set up a challenge where there was two altars. <clears throat> it's like whichever one can make this altar burn with their God, the the most, I guess, flames or like the the most stunning, wins. And um, they, the the people worshiping Baal are trying for, like, probably hours. You know, they're starting to cut themselves to, like, spray their blood on it to make it more, I guess, pleasing to their God. And nothing happens. And then Elijah's like, okay, pour as much water as you can on mine. I want to make it as, like, little flammable. Like, it, it literally hadn't rained there for, I, I don't know, I think it was months. And the ground was dry, and they... I guess they had water in river from somewhere and they're just pouring as much water as they can on there Just soaking it and then he's like, okay, god do your thing and it's just like everything is gone It's all like burned up. And there's nothing left. And so it's like <laughs> you Yeah, if you want to god to do something big in your life, you're not always gonna see it and I think You have to really trust god and believe he's gonna do it That's like the whole faith thing Like if you mm-hmm. believe it you can move mountains and that's the thing I struggle with the most is like I think I believe it a hundred percent, but do I really believe it a hundred percent? Like if I go up to this person and like, okay, I'm going to pray for your leg and it's going to be healed. Do I really have enough faith and trust in God that that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And it's such like a hard middle ground because like, if if I don't have enough faith, it it's not going to happen, but I don't know how to get there.
3: It's like, it's weird. You should read the book moving mountains. That's what <laughs> I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm, no, I'm oh, serious. Right, here's another <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, My it shook, right. it shook me on like prayer. And how I pray and the authority with which we have, um, it shook me. But in regards to this question, um, when it comes to like doubting God, sit down and ask yourself like, why? Like, what do you doubt? Um, And ask God to reveal it to you. And then at the same time, the last part of your question is, you say like, I don't want to act like a Christian if I'm not a Christian. Don't. Yeah. Like, do not, like, for just that's we were talking about hypocrisy, and that's you're, you know, acting like a Christian, um, when you don't believe it is, is literally like it's worse for you than anything. Like, be yourself. It's like acting like you're a doctor if you're not, it's gonna mess some stuff up. Yeah, it's you're gonna <laughs> yeah. kill somebody. Um, yeah, and honestly, like, I can't remember who said this, but living the Christian lifestyle without the freedom that Jesus brings is not fun. Like there's a reason why most people don't want to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. It's because it's the, the narrow road, it's the high road. And it's not like when you don't actually understand that freedom, then forcing yourself to follow all the rules is just going to be bondage. And once you understand the freedom that Christ gives you, then you understand why, Oh, that's why I don't want to do all these things. Um, that ultimately lead to, like, depression mm-hmm. um, and and dissatisfaction. But if you don't know the truth, mm-hmm. then it's, like, the worst of both worlds. Yeah, so you're,
1: you're, like, made to follow rules that you don't know why you should follow them. It's yeah. Like, that's pretty bad.
3: So nice. I, I would say don't. And like Wolfgang said, like, spend time in the Word. Spend time worshiping. Ask somebody else why they believe what they believe. And spend some time with some, like, inner reflection of, like, why am I doubting? What am I doubting? And God like, show me the truth.
0: I don't know where this is, but I believe the Bible says, um, in order to be saved, we have to examine our faith. We have to look inwardly in order to see, do we really trust God? Do we really care about him? Um, and I was talking to Jocelyn yesterday and she was like, when I get home, I need to do homework. I said, okay, well, have you read today? She said, no. And I said, okay, well, read first, and then go do your homework. And she said, well, I have a lot of homework to do. And I said, do you trust God? Do you love God? Would you do you? What would Jesus do in this situation? <laughs> and so I got her to read. But <laughs> relationship goals, right there. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: I have to get on her about that sometimes because sometimes she she doesn't she's not aware that God can do everything and anything. And so if like when I I'm not sure I told this story on the podcast, but I know I told it with Nana where I said um, I, I was reading a lot, but I wasn't doing my homework. I said, God, I'm giving you my homework to do because I'm do I'm I'm worshiping you. I'm giving my time to you and uh, I'm giving you my homework. You can deal with it. And then the next day in the morning, my math teacher, which is the, the homework that <laughs> I hadn't been doing. He came up to me and he said, hey, you have about seven missing assignments. But you got a good grade on the quiz. So what I can do is I can match all those homework assignments with the quiz grade if you'd like. And I said no because I wanted to still get it done. Oh, my God. He, well, I mean, <laughs> I it's I funny. only did, like, three of the seven, but he still, like, discarded the other four. So yes. it was nice. But I, I'm not the kind of person that just takes the easy way out and says, <laughs> yeah, just disregard all of my failures. But, yeah, it, it was a good thing.
1: I liked it. And so God can really do anything if you give him anything. No, that's the. I've realized that too. Like every time I'm like, "Okay, I should I do this like something for God, or should I do this worldly thing that I need to get done?" He always makes sure the other thing happens. So, like an example of that is like, should I call this person to pay me this check or like to send me this check because he hasn't paid me yet? I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this instead. The the thing I should be doing, mm-hmm. and literally the check shows up the next day in the mail, and. And like today, even like I woke up in the morning, I'm like, oh shoot, where's my wallet? And I'm like, okay, wait, I'll get ready for everything for the podcast first, and that'll take care of itself. Like I'll take care of that, and I pick up my pants from the backpack literally a second after my wallet's in there, and I, I would have found that wallet anyways. But like still, and I, I've gotten that example from like my one of my Christian friends down in Valley. He's like, yeah, we're gonna have to move out our house soon, and. I'm not sure where I'm going to go, but I'm just going to trust God because that's what I always do, and it always works out. And that's just so inspiring. Like he has a huge, he has a family, and he's just like throwing it all to God. Like he's laughing about it. Like, oh yeah, I don't have housing. Isn't that funny? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm excited to see what God's going to do. And like having just that mentality is so cool. And so like nothing can nothing can hurt you at that point. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Well,
2: next question. Uh, Matthew, don't read it. Katie, bung. Do you think it is okay for someone to go into a relationship that struggles with porn? <sighs> I mean, I think porn. if you boil this question
3: down to the bare bones, like is it okay to date someone that sins, maybe? Or well, has temptations. Yeah. Like here's what I'll tell you. Like if if you are the girl in this situation, um, that guy is like those temptations will never leave. It doesn't like when he's 99 and if he's been married, has a family, grandchildren, like he will still have those temptations. And it's not because he wants to watch porn all the time. It's because that's how Satan attacks him. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, if that is his struggle, then yeah, he should go to God and you, if you are interested in pursuing a romantic relationship with this person, um, support him. In that. Support him in running after God. Encourage. Yeah. And um it, it's not something that like if you were to go and tell that kid, like, Look, don't even look at me <laughs> until you stop <laughs> like, <laughs> like watching porn. It's like that you TikTok you know that me, that you know?
1: pastor on TikTok. He's like, hey, I'm gonna pull you over. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. Yeah, it's kinda like that. Well, so
0: I think that it's uh I think that it depends because there's some times where it's like, oh, this person um, is – or sorry, it depends on the person. One person could be – they might watch it like every two weeks, but they want to stop. They genuinely want to stop, but they feel as if sometimes they get attacked. And I think that that person can be like helped – they can't for you personally. Everyone can be helped, but I'm saying by you personally. I think that you can encourage them and help them stop. But another thing is, is that if they're like addicted, they watch it every single day and like sorry, I just had a flashback to <laughs> the situation with someone who'll name unnamed, but they had a safari of like three hours one week when we looked at they they were on Safari for three <laughs> hours one week. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, Matthew bad. knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um but anyway. If they're not like addicted and they want to stop, I think that yeah, you should pursue it and you should try to get them to stop. But if they're not willing to stop,
1: then they've pretty much already failed. I think that, yeah, it's the whole thing like if they're pri- if they if they do it and they don't care and they're prideful of it or they mm-hmm. they're almost proud of it, then that's a problem for yeah. sure. All
3: right, and that's um, that's with any sin. That's the whole thing with yeah, any yeah. sin, and again, like with everybody as Christians, we should be the first people to offer love and forgiveness and guide them to god does that mean you should encourage them to indulge in their sin mm-hmm. no um and we've talked about this with other sins which mm-hmm. will remain unnamed um <laughs> but it's the same concept and with that person like coming along them lovingly and saying like look i understand that you struggle with this but i love you as a person or i like you as a person whatever <laughs> you want to tell them and <laughs> and saying like you can get past this. And in, I mean, look up the model prayer. The model prayer says, um, God help us to resist temptation and some other words. Right. And that is the Christian struggle Mm -hmm. daily. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you are a Christian from three seconds ago or a Christian from, for 45 years, you will have temptations. You're always, because you're always fighting. Yeah, exactly. And the best thing you can do is go to God every single day that, that, that I've found and be like, God, help me to resist temptation today. It, because otherwise, like your flesh wants the temptation. Mm-hmm. Your flesh is like looking for it. And then you need God's spirit to come alongside you and be like, turn away, turn away. Um to really keep you away from it.
2: Matthew, any
1: any thoughts on that, or is that sealed off?
2: Uh, I like what you guys are saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matthew has signed up his approval. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, We're I, gonna I, start I, a new
0: <laughs> section with Matthew. It's just called "I like that wisdom." <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's gonna say. And
2: I just I became, I became very unprepared today. <laughs> <laughs> I but I, I think the most questions. important
1: thing for this is just like just being honest with each other is really mm-hmm. important. Because if you just keep it a secret. If this other person keeps it a secret, that's not like keeping anything a secret in a relationship is not a good idea. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's all the questions we have. So, is that it? <laughs> that's all we is got. Is it? Yeah. Okay.
3: Well. Um, Ask more questions, people. Need some questions. Struggle well, with your faith. Uh, yeah, we're, also, we're
2: also in their defense. We have not been posting that often. Yeah, we haven't posted it a lot. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, bye, bye. All right, I got one more. Why do you sin? What? Why do you yeah, sin? Is yeah, that a no, question? I'm no, I'm kidding. That was a complete joke. Is a question. Are you talking about why you sin or why I sin? Yeah, why does everyone sin?
3: Uh, well, Why did God create oh people no, that can sin and not go.
1: obey him and have to believe in him to be saved?
3: Mm. <laughs> this is another point from Moving Mountains, actually, the book. I, I should read this book. <laughs> uh, I'm asking, no.
0: I'm asking for a Kindle for Christmas, <laughs> so I want to start reading a lot of books outside the Bible uh, about Christianity. Obviously, I'm going to take them with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> yes. But... Every book I like, I like. uh, I want to read outside the Bible for evidence reasons. Just make sure you read the whole Bible. Well, dude, it's. it's,
3: I think it helps you to grow in your faith a ton. Oh yeah, to read, to read other books. And what I will say about sin, this blew my mind. I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, In this book, he talks about how we have been given the power of causation, which basically means like we can make decisions that cause things to happen, and. If you do not believe that, then will? there's two options, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so there's two options. Either God, like everything is chosen and caused by God, or God has given us the power to make things happen. And if God has given us that power, then we're going to
0: screw it up. There is a third option there. Um, God doesn't exist and everything means nothing.
3: Exactly. <laughs> so kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bye. No, we can't end it. <laughs> That's a liability issue. Right there. <laughs> well, if you're a nihilist, I mean, there is really no point. In
1: no, opinion. like that's a back, like that's a joke we have.
3: Is like if you're an atheist, just kill yourself. Like, what's the point? You gotta explain it <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are yeah, explaining it. So, yeah, it's a really deep explanation. And if you're an atheist, you shouldn't kill yourself <laughs> because the truth is, God is real and God loves you. Um, but when you go down that path, what is the purpose of life? If if you really sit down and think about it. What is the purpose of life if God does not exist? What's your name going And what's mean? the
1: purpose to even try to be good, too? Like that's, <laughs> that's what boil it exactly. back to well, morality. What, wow. what is good when there's no
0: yeah. God? You know, I, I was talking oh. to my little brother, oh, Matthew yes. and I were talking to my little brother, and we were talking about how I had a philosophy test on morality. And he starts talking about, like, well, morality is all this easy stuff. He's an atheist. <laughs> and I said, you have no grounds to speak on with morality. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, well what do you have to argue morality? And I was like, your personal opinion? What do you, what do you have? You have nothing. You, if, if Stalin wants to kill you, wh- what do you have? You can't say that's wrong. If he wants to steal all your stuff, what, what authority do you, does an atheist have to say that is wrong? And many of them say, well, consensus proves morality. That's, that's one of the arguments I've heard. And in that case, um, Hitler was moral to the Third Reich. And exactly Oof. which right. consensus absolute fire about? right now. Dang. Well, so i mean, a little brother. when it comes to morality. <laughs> um, atheists, it's not that atheists can't be moral. And I get this this point from Frank Turek from cross Exam a lot. It's not that atheists can't be moral. It's that they can't justify morality. Yeah, they can't say why they're moral. They have yeah. they, they have no sense of good and evil if they don't believe in something beyond a human because a human against a human means nothing. But a human
1: against something above a human Above a human's always gonna win in that. Nice. Well I think that's a good spot to end off. Um thank you guys so much for listening. Oh. Make sure you subscribe, like the video, comment, ask some questions, and we'll answer those in the next one. And uh a Bye, a friend,
0: bye. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is a friend of, mine. <laughs> Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs>